0: You are listening to the best of Talk to Me on uncontrollednoise.com. Make sure to tune in each Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, to uncontrollednoise.com for two hours of the best conversation and metal on the internet. All right, guys, that was some dream theater. Let's get into this. John, are you with us? What is up, man? How's it been? How you been? It's been a while. How How you doing? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I am doing well. Doing well, man. Just hanging out here Thursday night. Got some John Drake on the live show. It's good stuff, right?
1: It's excellent stuff.
0: (laughs) Uh, Now, before we get to
1: anything else, I I have a request. All right. I would like to, before we get started on this show, I would like to ask to come back on the show on Thursday september 12th for obvious reasons <laughs> is that before or after the game that is the, that is the week after the game so our, our your your titans and my browns start the season against each other so you know
0: so you want to come on after you lose so you don't want to come on the week before we we can do however you want man i mean <laughs> that's so too much
1: how crazy is it how crazy is that that the season worked out like that man you know
0: it's it's definitely uh, uh crazy the way that everything worked out that way it's crazy that i just had jason t smith on the on the uh on the podcast another cleveland guy uh we've got yep. a, we've got a 20 bet on the game and i got the points i was just at the mgm grand and i went to their sports book to see what their futures wagers were and they had the uh the browns are a five and a half point favorite i was like oh my god
1: See, I don't know betting. is is that Is that a lot or?
0: Yes, that's insane. Okay. <laughs> like, uh, well, I mean, you guys probably you haven't know. been a five and a half point favorite since like nineteen ninety eight.
1: <laughs> since nineteen eighty nine, the last time we won a division title.
0: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> too
1: See, good, too in, good. In your defense, man. It, yeah, as, as, as much as I'm excited for it you know as they say we haven't won anything yet so we'll see what happens but well, they
0: they keep saying that know. the uh, the good thing about the titans getting the browns early is that you know maybe you guys haven't got all of your uh, the the team camaraderie together and things like that so so we might be able to sneak up on you
1: that's that's true that's true and, and like one more comment then we can get onto music which is what people actually want to hear about but uh I, 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 yeah i will i will tell you that uh since you guys are coming to our place for week one, Cleveland week one is so absolutely energized every year. Even, you know, when we were one and fifteen, 15 16 people don't care. So the energy in that place is going to be nuts. Like the Titans are going to have a hard time just with that alone. But uh, Well, I so mean, that, because that's,
0: that's the only week you guys ever have any op- <laughs> optim- optimism is week one. After that, it's pretty much all downhill. So, so you've got that well, going for you.
1: well said man well said (laughs) so
0: well good times man. man well let's uh let's go into into your other wheelhouse you guys all know john drake the host of the nerf herder council podcast one of the most amazing largest star wars podcasts out there and uh and so what's going on in the star wars world or what are we getting ready for i know there's a new movie coming out soon
1: yeah, actually, there's, there's, there's two different things. Uh, obviously, Episode nine, The Rise of Skywalker, is coming out on December 20th, um, so you've got that coming out. But, uh, and we actually talked about this on our show last night, that something that's oddly flying under the radar, which looks like it's going to be completely kick-ass, uh, is uh, the, the first live-action show Disney's going to do for their Disney Plus service. Uh, it's called The Mandalorian. And uh, for people who don't know, it's directed by John Favreau, who did the first Iron Man movie. Um, he's done all kinds of different things. And uh, it's, it's a 10-episode series. They've spent, I think, I think it's uh, almost $110 million on 10 episodes. But it's basically set about 10 years after Return of the Jedi. And um, it's, the footage that was leaked from Star Wars Celebration Chicago about two months ago... Uh, It it looks absolutely fantastic and it it looks like old school Star Wars and it basically looks like everything that someone who only gives a crap about the first three movies would really be into. So uh, that's a big thing and and a lot of people are talking about it. Uh, So for anybody who's interested in Star Wars at all, I I would suggest looking that up on YouTube because the footage from, you know, again, from Celebration has been leaked and it looks great. So uh, the Mandalorian is the big deal, uh, but obviously the rise of Skywalker in December, you know, closing out the Skywalker saga is the the big one.
0: Every time you guys talk about the Mandalorian, I always think of some sort of weird back to the future Transformer, like a man DeLorean. (laughs) So... (laughs) It might as it might as well be.
1: I mean, like cosplay wise, the the uh, Mandalorian armor is one is the second biggest thing that people dress up as. So for all I know, there is an actual man you know, DeLorean out there. So, (laughs) (laughs) and if not, you just figured out something to do that no one's ever done. So maybe you should make that and go to celebration in Anaheim next year. So
0: I might have to do that. I might have to do that. Uh, Let's get into a little bit of a music talk. We just heard some dream theater. I've actually got to swap over this battery real quick. So you're going to tell us and take your time. About going right. to see uh, Dream Theater recently, and uh, you know the whole uh, fan experience and uh, the the meet and greet. And I do believe you didn't you get to interview them on uh, on the uh, Aiken show on the Classic Metal show. We we did interview Jordan Rudis right before you did.
1: Yeah. So and and I had actually sent you a couple questions that we didn't use, um, but yeah. So I I did uh, I helped uh, our, our very good friend Chris Aiken uh, interview him for the Classic Metal show. And uh, I went usually with these types of things. It's, you know, hey, how's it going? Like, move on, move on, move on. But they actually took a lot of time to talk to people and they let you bring anything you wanted for a signature. Um, you know, you only got the, you, you got two professional pictures. You didn't get anything on your cell phone or anything right, like that. Right. But as you're going through the line. Uh, you definitely got to take any any pictures you wanted. So I've got a bunch of pictures of me like, you know, BS and with John Petrucci and stuff like that. And um, and, and I got to, I got to take a second to talk to talk to James Labrie, which is big for me, because as a singer, he and Sammy Hagar are my two favorite singers they are the most influential people to me. And I, I actually interviewed James back in 2002 um, you know, going back to you know, our buddy Chris Aiken, he, he ran a music magazine called Music's Bottom Line here in Cleveland, and I interviewed Jordan Rudis, and then the public, uh, publicist called back and asked if I would also interview James. And I talked to James for a good 45 minutes about just singing stuff you know, outside of our interview, and th- that's always like, really influenced me, and it, it was so impressive because when I went backstage – he actually got me backstage for that show because of the interview – and I thanked him for it. And he remembered my first and last name from that. And he was so, so, so gracious. And I never had a chance to thank him for that. No, it was it was a quick thing, but I you know, I, I got to thank him for that experience way back in two thousand two, you know, seventeen years ago. And um it, you know, it, it meant a lot to me and it was really cool to be able to talk to him about that for a second. And then the show itself was just fantastic because um you know, it, it's it was it's a weird it's a weird time for Dream Theater because you know, having lost Mike Portnoy back in 2010, like the crowds have gotten smaller. Like, you know, I, I go to every show. I've been to every tour. And but this like this last one with the astonishing that that uh, cover record or not cover record, excuse me, concept. Uh, the concept. Yeah, the concept record that they did. That I mean, I literally saw them at a high school uh, at a high school auditorium. In front of about 150 people, the second leg of the tour. The, f- the first leg of the tour, I saw him at Chicago Theater again, and it was sold out, you know, 2,500 people, whatever that place holds. And then here I am a few months later, and, f- and there's 150 people. Wow. I mean, it was crazy. And this, this new record has breathed such life into them. And I went to see the show, and the stage production, Looked like they had a million dollars. I mean, the guys just seemed way more energized than they did the last time I saw them. So, yeah, that that time I saw them back in March was absolutely awesome because it was almost kind of like a rebirth of the band. And as a huge Monster fan, you know, I thought that was awesome because it was was really a bummer the last time I saw them. So...
0: Yeah, when I had a uh, Jordan Rudis on, I, you know, obviously I'm a, I'm a fan of Dream Theater, but I'm not a huge fan. Obviously, love the first album, but that was a thousand years ago, and I didn't really, right. you know, keep up with the band. But you know, anytime they put something out, I definitely check it out. But when I got offered to have Jordan on the show, I was like, hell yeah, I'll have somebody from Dream Theater on. And then, um, and then like that interview got picked up by Blabbermouth, but it also gets randomly like it'll just resurface in. Dream Theater fan groups, like all of a sudden Jordan Rudis fan club will share it on like a, just a random out of the blue day. And then, you know, another day you'll get a uh, dream theater, Italy, you know, it gets just, it, 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 keeps, uh, keeps getting shared through the, uh, through the dream theater world. And I think that's pretty insane how, how hardcore those fans are.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, and you know what, and you know, it's funny you asked me about it because obviously, you know anybody who listened to the show a couple of years ago when I was on with you, you know, for several months, knows I'm a, I'm a big fan. I'm a huge fan. I'm that I'm that guy. You know I've I you know I first saw them back in I think it was February of 2000 on the uh, scenes from a memory tour, and I haven't missed a tour ever since and usually it's multiple times and i i do road trip to see them. you know i'm i'm in their documentary on the score dvd i'm in their you know i my name is in the credits in their biography book and stuff like that and the fans really really are like like super hardcore and uh you know you know this and and this record i think is really something almost for the fans and and that sounds kind of stupid to say that a band like dream theater as as musicals they are and how much they just kind of like you know march to the beat of their own drummer not to be you know punny or musical or anything like that but (laughs) you know they you know they don't really care about anything but okay what gets us off what gets us off yada yada but you know the backlash that they experienced from a large segment of the fan base from the astonishing this record really is kind of a reaction to that and it's almost like okay well the fans like the heavy stuff they like the progressive stuff but they like the melody and you can really hear you know when john Petrucci said oh this is the three the three pillars or five pillars of dream theater or whatever he used to say in the interviews leading up to this record it's really there and it's based on what the fans have told them over the years they really want from the band. So you're, you're dead on when you talk about the fans and how fervent they really are. And this record is a reflection of that.
0: Right, right. <laughs> Did you get that text? <laughs> Let me see. Uh, hey, look, I can see <laughs> Good old there it is. Good old uh, Chris Aiken talking. Uh, <laughs> shout out talking about uh, two rock stars talking progressive metal. It's always nice to, uh, to 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 know people are listening out there in the world. Uh, this has been an amazing show tonight. I've had to I've had to cut to a song because my son needed me to go and uh, go and wipe his butt. And uh, he's talking to me. And uh, what's he doing now? What do you need? Uh, hey. Hey. Uh, me... Hey. hey. Can we go to this store Can we go when we go to the store can we get some kinetic sand? get some more kinetic sand no. All right No <laughs> Oh we will definitely do that Yeah yes we will definitely do that Oh lord <laughs> You know I chose thurs, I, cho- I chose Thursday nights because I don't normally have him on Thursday nights and the last few Thursdays have had him uh, just for random reasons. And uh, it's, it's always fun. You know, normally it's funny. He'll be quiet all day long until he hears me in here talking. And I think he, <laughs> he needs to, uh, to, to insert his two cents. I'll bring him on in the minute. Yeah. I think I'm gonna bring him on in a minute and we're going to talk some kiss. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> you should be, Hey, he, he's, he's a future radio star in the making, you know, yeah, he, he sees a microphone know. and he just, you know, <laughs> he's gotta go.
0: He has definitely gotta go. Uh, so what else is going on in the world with uh, the world of John Drake? What's going on with you?
1: Not too much, man. Um, you know, the Nerf, Nerf Herder Council is just, you know, going going as it goes. Uh, we, we did a new episode last night. It, it's, it was kind of an interesting thing because uh, we're one of the rare podcasts that isn't One hundred percent positive about Star Wars all the time. So I came up with this idea because I, you know, I'm notorious for hating social media, and I think people are just dicks on social media constantly. And Star Wars social media is just absolutely ridiculous. So I told the guys, I was like, you know, why don't we do this thing? You know, we'll just call it like social media roulette. Like we'll just go on Twitter and whatever we find that looks annoying, we'll talk about it. And I, I brought that up a week and a half ago. And for a week and a half, nothing annoying came over Twitter. So I was <laughs> like, ah, crap. So, but, you know, we, we, had, we had a good spirited discussion last night. And, uh, you know, so so everything's going good there. Um, you know, I mean, you and I have talked many times about me playing in the cover band. And, you know, it's my fifth year doing the cover stuff. And uh, the the first few shows of the year, if it's any indication of what's coming for the rest of the year, it's, going to be an absolutely ridiculous year because we've had some insane crowds and, you know, kind of like getting to play rock star, so to speak. And um, yeah, every
0: time you guys post dates or, you know, you're playing the weenie roast and the chili cook off and all that stuff. And I'm always like, you know, there's more cities other than the uh, five mile radius of Cleveland. You need to come down to <laughs> Louisville, man. We, we have chili cook offs and all that stuff, too. You can play ours, too. I tell you what, dude, it's not, it's actually not Cleveland. It's
1: it's the Lima area. Which is, you know, about two, uh, two, two and a half hours, like west and a little bit south of Cleveland, but, but it's all these cities, like, and I, I can't even call them cities, but they're like, they're basically like hillbilly towns. <laughs> and I mean, no, I mean they really are. Like, like these things. I mean, like if if you look at my page and you see a picture I posted from a week ago, there's a thousand people in front of me. It, it looks like, you know, a Metallica show, but it's a bunch of drunken hillbillies because in these in these like rural towns there's nothing to do so these church festivals and stuff that we play they are the thing to do so people look forward to it all week you know so i mean it's great but uh you know um so other than that with the band and stuff like that uh one of the things that's been interesting for me is you know this whole you know, David Ellison's on tour and stuff, and he's going out with Tom Hazart, and yeah. I actually have personal history with Tom Hazart. So, you know, your interview with Tom and the stuff that he did, you know, again, with our buddy Aiken, the Classic Metal Show, and he's been out there just, you know, kind of running the circuit. It's 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 hilarious to me to, like, hear these things because it's a guy that almost, you know, he, he tried to help me get a record deal, so that's one of the things that's going on is hearing somebody that I have personal experience with
0: that's definitely cool uh, the one thing I want to jump back to on the on the uh, cover band thing it's it's funny I think I've talked about it with a few other people too just talking about you know the the cover band circuit the tribute band circuit you know there's there's a uh you know there's a club here in town that'll that'll book you know the tool cover band and the corn cover band and the pantera cover band and they'll put them all together to be a a mini festival of all these great bands give away a ton of tickets they'll have a sold out show. For for all these tribute bands, and uh, you know that tribute band world right now is blowing up, and it's crazy because there there's tribute bands to bands that are currently on tour. It doesn't even doesn't even make any sense to me.
1: <laughs> I, I I think I think with that, I mean we we have that in Cleveland too, but I I think I think what it is is that you know there there's a market for that music, and some people you know, they just, first of all, they love the music. So of course they'd love to go to the show itself, you know, the actual band, but you know, the tickets for a lot of these shows are just out of their price range. So for them to actually, you know, hear the music, it's a lot easier to go spend a five or $10 cover charge at a local bar and just grab some normally priced, you know, shots and beers and go listen to something that's almost that thing and you know <laughs> right. i i mean i I, t- I totally get it and in some instances you know i mean I, you know perfect example you know me as a huge van halen fan you know there's a band there's a tribute band here in cleveland called panama and they're an it's awesome panama, Dave Ridley- not panama <laughs> listen man you <laughs> you can tell me about pantera <laughs> or primer i'll tell you about van halen <laughs> no, right but, right but 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 yeah no like i mean you know, like they're a phenomenal David Lee Roth era cover band, and when you go to hear them, it's like okay, you could pay, you know, over a hundred dollars a seat to go see David Lee Roth with Van Halen when they come around, which is great because you get to see you actually get to see Eddie Van Halen. But you know, I'm not one of these fans. But for a lot of fans, they want to see Diamond Dave, and he sounds horrible, <laughs> and he doesn't have the long hair. And he's not doing the crazy kicks and stuff and the screams. He just, you know, kind of an idiot right now. Or, you know, you could go to the Sly Fox up here in North Olmstead, and for a five dollar cover charge, you could see Panama, where the guy, the lead singer's name is Rick, and he can do all the high notes and he sings the songs. Like, you know, so it's like, you know, it's almost, in a lot of cases, it's a, it's at least equivalent, and in some cases, it's better. So I totally get it.
0: Yeah, it's definitely fun. I mean, like I said, I've said a few times on the show is when the buddy of mine that wanted me to go see the Pantera tribute band, I was totally against it until we got there and actually heard a few songs. And I'm like, you know what? Hearing these songs live again, pretty cool. The band actually played the songs well. The Dimebag uh, guitar player actually pulled it off, which is like the most difficult part of a of a Pantera tribute band is playing those solos and getting that tone down. And I think that the uh, the guitar player pulled it off. So overall, I had a lot of fun seeing those songs live again. They played some deep cuts that you probably wouldn't hear. So all in all, I had a great time. So you know, it's definitely definitely a good time out.
1: Yeah, no, I I completely agree. And I think I think your example of of Pantera. Is a, is, is a perfect example because, you know, dime bag. like, can you play all the notes? Sure you can. You know, can other guitar players, you know, hit all of his notes? Sure. But there's that feel and that tastiness to what he did. And, you know, you, uh, you know, that's obviously, you know, it's well documented that is your favorite band. Like, for you to say that, like, he actually pulled Dime off, that's a huge thing. And so if someone who is as big of a fan as you are, can say, dude, that Pantera band kicks ass. I mean the average music listener who just is a casual Pantera fan must go to that show and be like, this is amazing. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So th-
0: I, I think I think it's great. Well very cool man. Well uh we'll give them uh, give a plug for the Nerf Herder Council. Where can people find it? All that good stuff.
1: Uh, well we are at nerfherdercouncil.com. Uh, you can find us there. All of our episodes are on Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes Uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all those good places. Um, uh, One – I'd actually like to give a plug to a band called Galactic Empire. Uh, They are a Star Wars heavy metal band and they basically took all of the – like the John Williams soundtracks and, and put it to thrash metal guitar and stuff like that and they're awesome they have two records out on rise records and they were gracious enough to let us use their tunes uh, for our intro music and, and they're just great guys we went and met them when they played here in cleveland and stuff awesome guys so check out galactic empire um, but yeah nerf our twitter's and uh, at nhc podcast and uh if you're into star wars stuff and if you check out the show uh and are into it we do have uh custom made merch you can make anything you want with uh, any any different version of three different logos, a, a fourth is soon to be coming at uh, shop.nerfherdercouncil.com. So go check it out if you're into Star Wars and stuff, and uh, hopefully everybody enjoys it. All
0: right, John, and give me a Van Halen song you want to play out.
1: Uh, I will say, why don't we do, uh, sin, since you're a heavy guy and uh, I know Aiken's listening, uh, let's do Judgment Day track two from uh, 1991's incredible uh for unlawful carnal knowledge record
0: all right man well thanks for coming on the show we'll have to get you back on when i'm not uh preoccupied trying to chase a four-year-old around the house and uh and we'll definitely have you on uh let's do the week before and the week after the uh the titans over the browns week one
1: I like it, man. I'm in. Thanks so much for having me out. It's great to talk to you again, man.
0: Don't forget to check out Talk To Me Live every Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern on Uncontrolled Noise.